are now listening to the Dad Rules Podcast with your hosts, Mario E. And Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Dad Rules Podcast, where we help you dad better. I'm one of your hosts, Mario E. And kid, what's going on? Not much. Glad to be back with the DRP. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So today we're going to be talking about if at first you don't succeed, try again. So today we're talking about persistence. Kid, you want to start us off? I I started thinking about um, that. I think it's a Leah song. If first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. Yeah. Man, Leah was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Leah was the first um, first superstar that like died, and it really hurt me, man. Really hurt me. Yeah. So that that um that song really sticks out in my head. Um, but it's true, man. It's like really when you are going and you trying to succeed, and you fall down, you fall down to the dirt. You got to get back up, and you just got to dust yourself off, man, and go back at it. Uh, I learned a lot of that. I learned a lot of that playing football. Um, I, I grew up, I played football like one one year when I was like five and then I didn't play again until like I was in 10th grade. So like my mechanics was like totally off. I was athletic, but I was, football was one of those things you got to get used to technique. And once you get your technique together, um, you know, you'll get better and better. My first year, my technique was just terrible. Um, I just didn't know what to do. And a lot of my problem was, you know, the low man wins. And I mean, that first year, man, I just got my tail whooped. <laughs> Every day, because like I was, I was a 10th grader, but you know, I got moved up to the varsity team and the guys, they were a lot more experienced and I was tall, but I wasn't really big. And I was going against guys that was a lot bigger than me or whatever. And they just had been playing longer than me. And um, I mean, I just got my tail whooped, man, every day at practice, man. I hated to go and practice. And then it was just one day, you know, but I just kept on coming home. You know, my dad would ask me, he's like, do you want to keep on going back or do you want to quit? And I was like, no, I don't want to quit. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on going. And then one day, I don't know, somebody had said something and it just like lit a fire under me. And I just went out there and just ripped it up that day and just didn't care anymore. And, you know, from that day forward, you know, I just won't gonna take it no more. And, but the thing is, is like, I went from failing every day to getting that taste of success. And once I got that taste of success, there was no looking back. I mean, it was no looking back yeah. at all. And, um, you know, I thank God for those experiences because it really does, it shapes you and it makes you the man that you um, become. It made me the man who I am today. And I think about it, it's like I gained strength in the process. Mm -hmm. And see, the, the thing about it is, is like I gained strength from failing, but if I had a came into the door succeeding, I wouldn't have gotten that. I wouldn't have gotten stronger by just succeeding. I wouldn't have gotten stronger by just winning all the time. I had to lose. I had to get to my lowest point to become a better player. And once I became a better player, it was no looking back. You know, I have no regrets. 
from anything that I did back then because those hard times were what made me. It built me into the player that I became. So I just yeah. love that even that's how life is. It's like even in your darkest moments, even in your lowest points, it's like you can always gain something from it. And I started thinking about repetition, 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 repetition. That's all it is. You're doing the same thing. The thing that you know that is right to do, you just continue that process, continue doing that thing, and you get better and better. Then I start thinking about repetition and taking reps when it comes to weight training. Anybody that's been in weight training before, in my personal opinion, I've had my most gains when the weight had came down and I focused on repetition. But when the weight goes up, you're trying to lift, I don't know, 400 pounds or whatever, and you can only do it once or twice, you're not going to get the gains. Yeah, it, it feels good to say, oh, I lifted mm -hmm. all this weight, but you're not getting the gains. You're better off doing 250 and be able to get 20 reps in because you're working those muscles that you're not used to right. working. And see those muscles of success you're not used to working when you're failing all the time. But when you get you get that taste yeah. of success, you work in those new muscles of success. And I mean, from there, I mean, you it's just a it's a skyrocket. It's a skyrocket up. And um, I just think like from a parent point of view, mm -hmm. it's like I don't ever want to fail in front of Jonah. And I know it's almost impossible. He might not look at it as failure, but we fail all the time. We don't get to do things that we want to do all the time. But it's not a failure unless you quit and don't keep trying. And so, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So why why did you say I want to dig into this a little bit more? Why did you say you don't want to fail in front of him? Why did you say that? Because I just feel like it disappoints him. I don't want to look like mm -hmm. a loser in front of him. But what I was going to say is our kids grow from that. When they can see us fail and then they see us come back up or they see us keep trying, that teaches them what to do. So if Jonah always sees me win, then he might not have anything to learn from. So I was talking to, I was talking to a husband and a wife um, and they were talking about getting in investments and they tried everything under the sun. And for years, they've always tried the next thing or tried the next thing. And they never got discouraged, even though these businesses or whatever just fell flat on their face. They never quit. They're always open to new ideas. They're always open to get into new ventures. And I told them, and they haven't gotten to that point yet, but I told them, I said, y'all gonna be millionaires. Y'all gonna be millionaires because of the simple fact that y'all will not give up on your dream. You will not quit on your dream. 
because eventually they gonna get something that's gonna hit because they're never going to they're never going to be discouraged and just give up and say no i'm not going to start any more new businesses they probably started about three or four thus far and they got about two more that they thinking about doing now and i said it's gonna happen it's gonna happen because you you do not quit and i feel like that's just how we have to be and especially as fathers and being the leaders in our household we have to feel like that. We have to, if we have goals, we have to be relentless with achieving those goals. We can't get sidetracked and pushed back and pushed down because of small failures. And I know it's a fear of me, it's a fear for me to fail in front of my son, but I, I can't let that fear of failure hold me back. I got to keep pushing forward. I got to keep striving to get to those goals and get to those achievements that I want to get to. But, you know, I just feel like our kids need to see that consistency in us. And me and you've talked about failures and stuff recently and feeling down about things or whatever. And it's the main thing we would say is, we have to stay consistent. No matter what it looks like, yeah. no matter how you feel, you can't quit. You have to stay consistent because one thing about it, it's not just you depending on yourself. You got other people depending on you. And if you quit, right. then you, you stopping their dream. You stopping them from doing what they want to do. It's not about yourself. And that's why I feel like the team sports are so going back to, you know, what I talked about in high school. That's why team sports are so important. Now I, I love basketball, but from a team perspective, I learned the most in football. Cause football, it takes every person. It takes every person in basketball as well, but it's a lot of individuality in, in basketball. It's, it's a lot of me, me, me in basketball. But in football, the people that think it's about them, they couldn't do it. In, in other words, the quarterback couldn't do anything without the offensive line. So like those principles that I had back then is like, even when I'm on teams today and I feel like quitting or I feel like giving up, it's like, no, nah, I can't let them down. I got to go through it with them and we're going to, we're going to do it together and we just got to stay consistent. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So you, you brought up a lot of different things and, you know, I, I wanted to ask you about the, how you felt about, <clears throat> you know, failing in front of your son, you know, to me, there's, there's a difference between failing and being a failure. Right. So I, I, I look at those as big things. And I think, you know, uh, there shouldn't be any shame in failing in front of your kids. It's, it's making a mistake. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's all those things because we're, 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 we're all trying. Right. 
And I think that you you were spot on when you said it. Um, it gives him the opportunity, if you did fail in front of him, to say, okay, you know, this is how dad bounces back. And I think that's the more important thing. Because if all you're used to doing is, you know, everything you do, you know, you win. Or everything you do, you, you, you know, turn to goal. I mean, that's great. It feels good, you know, to always yeah. win. But I'm going to tell you, there's a certain, there's certain lessons you learn when you don't succeed that first time. There's certain lessons that you learn that, that help you, to help mold you into who you are when, you know, when, when you're, when you do take an L, okay? I mean, you think about, I, I think about, you know, you talk about sports teams and, and, and all that stuff. I mean, the Patriots that year when they went undefeated, mm -hmm. they was they was smacking everybody, right? Randy Moss was, I mean, you mean stretching the field. You know, he set the record for touchdowns that year. The goat, all that. What? The goat. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. So. But then what happened? They got down to the end at the Super Bowl and they lost. Okay. Now, could they have, you know, would they would have, have done them better if they had lost a couple games? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You know, but at the same time, you know, you learn so much from a loss you know, from taking an L, you know, if that business venture just didn't quite work out, I guarantee you, you learn from it and you get better and you don't make that same mistake twice, you know, the next time. And I, I like what you said too about, you know, the, the couple that you were talking to as far as, you know, their, their persistence and their, you know, that, that don't quit attitude. And to me, it is an attitude of never quitting. And if you got someone who's like that, yeah, they are going to be successful because they're going to keep on trying. They're going to keep on trying. They're going to keep on until they do make it. And I think it's so important that we try to teach our kids that because not everything is going to be easy. Not everything that happens to you is going to be a great experience, right? But it is great that you learn from it so that you get better, yeah. so that you do better the next time, so that you do succeed the next time. You know, because success, you know, is we all want it. We all want to be successful, yeah. right? Something that you got to have on the inside and you got to try to instill it in your kids to keep trying. I mean, in boxing, somebody off, okay? Are you just going to fold up or are you going to keep on going? So that's that's what I say to that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like, you know, we just have to uh, at consistency. And like you said, in boxing, man, it's like you got to stay the course. You have to stay the course. And I feel like a lot of things that we are into right now, we have to stay the course. I mean, you you just. It's like you have to and I, I talked about on other podcasts that, you know, research was so important to me. I feel like you need to learn your craft. And like I said, with our kids, it's like, tell them to do their homework. 
before getting into something. You know, know what you're doing. You said on the last podcast, count up the cost, you know, on what you're going to do. And then once you get into it, stay consistent, um, be persistent, and don't quit. You have to have the right attitude. And when you're trying to develop the right attitude, you got to have the right kind of people around you. If you got a bunch of quitters around you, you got a bunch of people that haven't accomplished anything or can't see anything further than their nose in front of them. You can't, you can't get advice from them. You can't let them alter your decision. You can't let them discourage you. You know what you got. You know, you've done the research. You know what you got to do to be successful. And that's what you got to tell them. Right. Because when our kids get out there, man, it's crazy. I was looking at a documentary um, of the ultimate warrior, the, um, the biography, I think it was on A&E. You, you remember the, ultimate the wrestler warrior, the wrestler? Yeah. And he, like he grew up, I think his dad had left them. And I think his mom was raising them as a single mother. He was a small town in Indiana and he wanted to, he wanted to be famous. He always had a chip on his shoulder. Like, um, he felt like a second class citizen in his hometown. And he said, y'all gonna remember me. You know, he had that attitude. And he had got a desire to be, you know, famous like most kids, like a lot of kids do. And he wanted to be a bodybuilder because he got inspired by Arnold Schwarzenegger, which was one of the biggest movie stars back then. Um, and he went and he said he talked to his teacher or his guidance counselor one. And he told her about his dreams and what he wanted to do. She said, she told him, and he said it on a documentary. She said, put that away. She said, I'm gonna tell you what you need to do. Put all that silly stuff away. I'm gonna tell you what you need to do. And he was going into his senior year. She said, this summer, you need to go to the factory, work a little bit this summer, and then go back to school you got your work experience now. She said, go back to school, graduate. Once you graduate, then try and get a job at the factory. That's what you need to do. And I said, how many, and, and no, that's no shot against the teachers. I've, you know, I've worked in education for several years. It's a lot of good teachers out there. Um, and that lady, she probably was telling him what she knew. That was what she knew. That's, that's what success was to her. Right. But imagine if he had to just sat there and just listen to her and didn't, yeah. he had done the research. He had looked at all the magazines. He knew what to do. He felt like he could do it. And then this person tells you that you can't do it or tells you that that's just silly. He wouldn't have never gotten to the heights that he got. He would have never been in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. He never would have been world champion. He never would have beat Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan was the hottest thing out back then. He would have never yeah. got to those lengths. He would have never got to those heights if he had to sat there and just listen and did the logical thing 
logical thing is not always the right thing. Sometimes you got to do things outside the box if you want to be different. Yeah. Like like Dame Dash yeah. said, everybody want to be a circle and a square. That might not be your shape. Do something different. You know? So, I don't know. Stuff like that bothers And, and then sometimes, too, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's 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 so messed up that, you know, this particular that that's the advice that she she gets. And how many other times has that happened where a teacher or someone of influence has basically cursed someone's dreams just because you see it, you know, you know, because just because you couldn't see the success or you don't see the value in it. And then you just kind of crush someone's dream and try to put them on a different path, the path that you think is better, you know, and that's, that's, that's kind of messed up. But, you know, one of the things I would also say is that, you know, and I've heard, I've heard people say like this, sometimes, you know, a letdown, AKA a failure can mm -hmm. be a setup, you know, for, for bigger and better things. And a lot of times, you know, uh, you know, setups. I mean, letdowns happen to to us as fathers. Um, you know, so if you're a father out there and you you got a letdown because of some bad decision you made, or you got a letdown based on you know you lost your job, or some bad news, or a bad break, or a tough break, or uh, some type of diagnosis of something, I'm telling you, you know, keep going, keep per persevering, keep trying. Keep that same tenacious attitude of don't quit because your kids are watching. And we say it all the time, you know, you're you're a teacher of your kids. And what are you teaching them? You teaching them to fold and throw your hands up in the air and say, woe is me, you know, or you're going to teach them get back in the game and 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 succeed and keep trying. So you eventually overcome. Yeah. And like I said, I'm I'm dealing with some, you know, some things now that, you know, I failed at, but like I said, you can't look at yourself as a failure. And like you said, it's kind of like a blessing and it kind of makes me think, okay, well, if this is not working out like I want it to work out, then maybe this door over here is where I really need to go. You know, mm -hmm. so sometimes you you got to take, you know, where it may be a failure or it may be something that may be inconvenient to you or something that's not really working out in your favor and look at it as a positive that this may be something, maybe this might be telling me that I need to do something else or go into a different venture or go into another avenue, you know, so I just say, and I know people say it all the time, but you know, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's the way to do it. Yep. Or when life gives you a lemon, then take the seed from the lemon, plant it in the ground and get a lemon tree and then sell the rest of the lemons. <laughs> yeah, that, that too, that too. So, I mean, Whatever we just got to we gotta think outside the box. And like I said in the last episode, you know, 
we got to teach our kids how to think outside the box. If this is not working, stop trying to make it work. Look at what other yeah. options do you have? Look at what other skills do you have? Go from that. Take that on. Yeah. You got anything else on the topic? No, no, not right now. All right. Well, let's move on to the next segment of the podcast. And it's the Ask the Dads segment of the podcast. And on today, we're going to be talking about Mario E. If you have 30 days of no internet, no social media, I guess no email either, just no internet at all. How would you, as as the father of your household, how would you go about that? Wow. Now we lived in a time that it was no. So. Oh yeah, we did. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, so I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll say this first, you know, it's it's so much that goes on or whatever. And, you know, you see people glued to their phones and stuff. And so I, I, this, this particular question, you know, and I'll just kind of tell you how it, how it started. It got inspired to me from how the discussion I was having with a coworker, and they were kind of saying, you know, hey, you know, what what would we do if something were to happen where the infrastructure were to go down, and what would we do for thirty days with no internet, no cell phones, no iPads, iPods, and all these different types of things? What would we do as a society? And I I sit there and I contemplated that, you know, what what would we do because we've been so dependent on you know, electronics for, for so many years now. I can't even remember, I, I can't remember, but it seems like it's so long that, you know, the internet has been so much of a part of our lives that, you know, it's it's almost to the point where like you, you, you can't live without it, right? Yeah. But, you know, one of the things I would say that if that were to happen, uh, I think for my family and I, uh, you know, we, we try to spend some time together anyway. We, we try to spend a lot of time together uh, doing different things. I think it would be definitely more of that. Uh, uh, probably having dinner all together at one time, you know, at the table, not just, you know, you cook the food and everybody kind of, you know, does their own thing because that tends to happen sometimes in our house. Oh, yeah. Um, I think yeah. that would happen more. I think we would probably have more uh, uh, more guided, well, I'm not going to say guided, but more critical conversations, you know, instead of it just happening organically, it will probably have to be, you know, like almost all day, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that would be something good. You know, I, I definitely have more time to read and, and, and do those types of things. But I think it would definitely be something for families to kind of grow and get closer together again. Because I think, you know, a lot of times in, in families that's missing because yeah. we're all glued to, to whether TikTok or, you know, Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter or whatever the case may be. We're, and we're so caught up in YouTube and all these different things. And I'm not, who point any of those things because you know they're, they're they all serve their purpose and they had their place but maybe sometimes it's it's too much of that it's there's an imbalance there i'd say and uh we probably need to have more 
family time. And you just have to, and, and without that, you wouldn't have to look for opportunities to create it. It would just automatically happen as it would, as it used to, so to speak. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think 30 days with all that stuff, I think some, some families, they would probably be pulling their hair out after an hour. Others, yeah. you know, maybe after a week, but I think overall, I think society may get closer and get better you know, some, for some of these families, you know, and, and that would be, you know, a good thing. It's probably not a bad idea to uh, try that, you know? I know I was, I haven't seen the documentary, The Social Dilemma. Have you seen that? No. Okay. I haven't seen it, but I, I, I've seen parts of it. And I want to go back and finish it, but I saw that there was a clip in there where the the mother and the father they wanted to do that type of experiment, and they put their phones. It was the the mother and the father, and then it was the three kids, and they put their phones in like one of these containers to where you had to have a timer to open it, like it would. It would shut. It, it would the, the 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 container would not open again until like 24 hours later, whatever you set the time to. And it was plastic though. And I saw the clip where this little girl, the youngest daughter, she basically took like a hammer and busted it open after like 10 minutes because she couldn't live without her phone. And you know, we look at that and we say, "Wow, that's that's terrible." You know, I how dare that? But that's what some of these kids are going through now because they they live on their phones everything is on their phones and it's it's i don't know it's unfortunate we, we probably need to figure out ways to get our families back for sure yeah. i think it brings my what do mind, you think what would you do it it brings my mind back to uh you know we you know me and you we talked about uh dieting and eating right and we both talked about the benefits of, you know, losing weight and uh, exercising. And we talk about how when you're eating cleaner foods, you feel better. And that's kind of what I think about when I'm thinking about this. And in a way, when you're eating that food, you're detoxing, right? But like, do we need mm -hmm. a... Do we need a detox from social media, the internet, you know? And I thought about that. And honestly, it's it's me, my wife and my son here at the house, but every so often, Jonah will get on his iPad and he will just want to watch it all the time. And it gets to a point where it's like he becomes zombie baby. And it's like, I have to take it away from him. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. lock it up. And I do it for days where he won't be able to get on it. And like now, he's either watching TV or he's like, playing with his toys or he's kind of doing both. And like, now that I've been home, you know, for most of the summer or whatever, 
especially this last week, I can tell like he really hasn't watched his iPad much at all. It's really been playing mm-hmm. with toys and stuff like that. And I think that that type of behavior is better than being on the iPad. I'm just gonna be honest. Like it's it's good for them going, they have educational things on there sometimes, but our kids need that real playtime. They need yeah. that social interaction with people, not necessarily social media interaction. And yeah. I've done it before myself with just taking a break from social media. Can't do it as much anymore. Um, you know, with the podcast and stuff, we try and keep everything up to date, try and keep content out there for everybody to view and listen to. So I'm not able to do it like I used to, but I used to get to a point, man, where I just needed a break. Right. I would just delete the apps from my phone because, and I don't have anything against it, but it can be poison to your mind as a person when you're constantly looking at what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is talking about. And I'm telling you, that stuff that people are showing on social media, man, it is just, it's not real. Yeah. It's not real life stuff. I mean, people on there, a lot of people act like they're happy and I'm like, you're not happy. When you when you see them in person and you have a real conversation with them, they're not happy. Yeah. But on social media, that's the thing is to show everybody that I'm happy. And made me think about like a comment or look like a verse that Kanye said, and he said, the highest people up got the lowest self-esteem. And that stuck with me for so long, even to this day that verse that he said, it just sucked to me because it's like, really the higher people are up, sometimes the more followers they get and the more likes they get on social media, the lonelier they feel. Yeah. So I definitely, you know, could we do it? Yeah, I think we could. Um, would it be a little bit harder not being able to look at your email, not being able to just see what's going on on social media, not being able to necessarily text friends, you know, just communicate through land phones and stuff like that. I think it would be an adjustment. If we had to go back, I think we could. But our kids, I think they're the ones that's in danger when it comes to this because yeah. they have. And it's like, it, it's becoming an, an addiction in a lot of ways. But I, I can identify with it. Jonah's watching his iPad and he's, he's watched it too much. I just take it away. And now he's not like dependent on it. Um, if I definitely had a, like a 30 day shutdown or something, I mean, we'd probably be outside all the time. Um, yep. He would go to his friend's house more. And, and we try and do that anyway, because mm-hmm. um, I know what going outside as a child did for me. So. You know, we try and take them out. We try and take them to the pool. We try and go out riding. Um, just don't want them to be stuck in the house. And, you know, like we talked about before in the last podcast, you know, him being a well-rounded kid. I want him to be able to experience outside. I want him to be able to go to the creek. And we used to go catch crayfish, man. That's what we used to do. Yeah. 
and just have fun. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of, nature offers a lot of good things for our kids that yeah. sadly enough kids are not getting today. And with the pandemic last year, I can tell from the kids that I've known, it's changed them so much. Not being able to have that face-to-face -face interaction, even the simple thing of touch and shaking somebody's hand, we don't even be able, we're not able to do that anymore. And um, I think even from a health standpoint, it's, it's hurt our kids. Kids have gained, you can see it. Kids have gained so much weight over the pandemic. And sadly, it's going to be hard for kids that have gained a substantial amount of weight over that last year. They may not, unless they get serious and focus on it, they probably won't lose that weight back and get back to the normal, the size that they were at. And I, I'm just concerned about the long-term health concerns for our kids starting off this early in life so unhealthy. So I know that's a that's a lot, but that's just how my thought process went with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh we're in we're in uncharted territory because you know this this new age of you know social media and electronics to the point where you know all these different things you can do you know our parents you know and their parents they didn't have those type of technological advances that we've had and so we're trying to raise children in an era where all of this is also new to us you know and so it's it's so difficult you know, when you have adults that are addicted to their phones and addicted to their iPads and addicted to, you know, how many likes they have on Instagram and <laughs> mm -hmm. then they're raising kids to do the same thing, you know, to have the same things. And so it's, it's, it's uncharted territory, man. It is, it's so, it's, times were much simpler once upon a time, right? But, uh, Things aren't necessarily like that now, and yeah, it, it is good. I've I've done I've done you know you know social media uh, types of you know like kind of getting away from it for like a week or so. Uh, I've I've definitely done that, but I have never done my phone for a week. You know. Yeah. So because that's that would be. Could we do it? Sure. You know, it, it'll go back to how things used to be. But, you know, it's, it's pretty difficult, I'd say, even for me to, you know, unplug altogether for a week, you know. But, uh, yeah, because that's the yeah, sort of what you said about, about your son. You know, it's the uh -huh. contact. And so what you said about your son is, yeah, it is. It is. And I, I can relate so much to what you were saying about, about Jonah um and being on the ipad and all that stuff you know I, i've definitely seen it with my kids as well you know because it's it offers so much entertainment and sometimes unfortunately for parents it can be a babysitter to be <laughs> honest and say it it can be yeah. a babysitter yeah. you know if you, if it's in the middle of the day and you just don't feel like dealing you can say hey 
take that iPad. You go over there and, you know, you put the little checks and balances on there so they not getting in anything crazy, but, you know, yeah. let them be on YouTube kids or something like that. And sometimes you let it be a babysitter to you. And that's that's not good, though. You know, I think all parents have been guilty of that. But like I said, we're we're in uncharted territory right now. And hopefully, you know, this is the whole purpose of why we wanted to have, you know, the Dad Rules podcast to be able to help people. And, you know, hopefully we can all help each other with this because it's it's definitely a thing, you know, where where kids now are are getting exposed to certain things. I mean, kids now you think about it. Let's let's I'm, I'm going to go there. But. It used to be that with pornography, mm-hmm. you had one way to get pornography. That was through yeah. a dirty magazine, you know, that you had to go buy at a store, you know, and that's how you got it, right? Yeah. Then it became, you know, on video or whatever and stuff like that, DVD. Now you have the access, you have access to pornography on your phone. Yeah. And that is so easily accessible and everybody's phones nowadays got passwords on it. And you just have to be careful, you know, with, with your kids, you definitely with, do. you know, it, telling them what's right, what you shouldn't be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. And they have access to that now, yeah. you know, they, they have access to that. And You're you have right. to definitely put into them what's, what's the right thing to do, what's not the right thing to do. And, you know, and just lead and guide them and, you know, definitely monitor what they are on, what sites right. they're on and what, right. what things they're getting exposed to. And it used to be you know? channels. And so it's. It, it used to be channels that you could trust. But now you might have your child watching Nickelodeon and they are sending the wrong message to your kids through the TV shows that they might watch or I mean you just you just don't know you 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 don't know because yeah. there's a lot of messages yeah they, they slip adult jokes in TV sh- in those kids shows now yeah if you if you notice it if you've ever watched I'm not gonna call some of them by name but if you watch some of these kids shows they slip adult jokes in there yeah. You know, some of them are inappropriate. Some of them are kind of borderline. Some of them are just ha ha, you know, because they know the parents are watching and, you know, they got to make the parents laugh every now and again. But sometimes you have to be careful because they, they're slipping adult jokes in these kids shows, adult content in kids shows. So you have to be careful. And they're trying to persuade them in their thinking how they want them to think. And not mm-hmm. and a lot of times that's not aligned on how you're raising them and what your thoughts uh, and your morality. It doesn't line up with your beliefs and your morality. So yes, it's definitely something that we have to, to monitor. I definitely would not, well, I don't let Jonah just sit there and just watch stuff for hours. And I don't know what's going on. Like you have to, mm-hmm. and you definitely have to cut down the amount of time that they are watching it. You're like, hey man, you need to, yep, you need to that's go do something else, you know? Like right now, you probably can hear he playing drums right now. So like that stuff makes me feel good. It's like, okay, your TV may be on, but you're not just sitting there, you doing other stuff, you know? So mm-hmm. you know, that's good. 
But do you have anything else on the topic? No, no. Okay. All right. Well, we thank you guys for listening. It's Mario E and Kid. We're signing out. Thank you for listening to the Dad Rules Podcast with your host, Mario E and Kid. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Breaker, and Player FM. Till next time.